later. Okay. Hey, we'll get you on the Discord. Don't worry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of 24 frames per second. This right here is the difference between professional content and amateur content. I just forgot to do it at the beginning, so I did it now, and I thought I'd incorporate it. Uh, it's color checker. Okay, I like We're it. I like, what you, did. like big, what you did there. Yeah, like if I hadn't addressed it, it would have been fine. It would have been totally fine. Uh, my name is Phil Balabanos. That's I'm, Peter. I am Peter James. James. I like when he does that. Um, well, not when you look at me like that afterwards. It's super weird. What kind of movies are you talking about today? I really enjoyed our uh, our, our horror uh, dive. It wasn't a deep dive. It was like a... Oh, uh, yeah. I liked it too. But I have to say, since then, I've been watching a lot of scarier things. Okay. By my standards. Sure. So basically, I've been watching Goosebumps. Oh, on Disney Plus. Justin yeah. Long. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I didn't Bar know he was in it. Barbarian. I started watching. Barbarian. Just watching. Justin Long appears on screen. I'm like, huh? I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like, this is great. Did you it's solid? That's what you did, like Halloween. That was the. Well, I haven't finished it. I've been watching it. Okay, okay. Uh, I think uh, I got ahead though. They fucked up because there's still four episodes left to the season or three. Whatever. Yeah. And they didn't time it to end with Halloween, which is just dumb. Right. Like I would have liked it's for going it to after. Be... It's still going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I would. It's a ten episode season, so I would have liked if it went, either it ended like yesterday, let's say mm -hmm. on the Friday that just passed, and then I could just you know watch everything on Halloween the whole season. Just gotcha. sit down and watch it. I did or finish it on Halloween. You know what I mean. I did. Uh, it's on Prime. It's it's a really it's, it's a <laughs> ridiculous movie, but it's actually a lot of fun. So it's called Totally Killer. Okay. And without getting into like, well, that's for spoilers. Look, synopsis wise, it's you're following um, a lead character, a high school girl, uh, played by um, I hope I'm saying this right, Kiernan Shipka. She. There's no way you've said it right. Yeah, Go yeah. on. Yeah, I think she's. So she got uh, the role yeah, of. Uh, you know how we grew up with like Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina, mm -hmm. but then she they did that reboot there, the Chilling Adventures yeah. of Sabrina. I never watched that. So that's the that's the girl. That's the, okay. The lead. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So she. It's like 2023. Uh, she is ready to go out on Halloween. Her mom, played by Modern Family's Julie Bowen, who's mm, awesome, okay. uh, is basically like, uh, no, you can kind of get a setup to the film where 35 years prior this killer wearing an almost like max headroom mask uh okay. killed three high school girls called the sweet oh, wait, 16 killer called? totally killer i fucking i watched the trailer to this where she gets sent she gets sent back to yes. 1987 I, did you watch this? yeah i watched it's it solid? it's solid it's solid i'm but, gonna watch it yeah it's but, on my list I, yeah, i've never it, seen the trailer for it the way they the way they established the time travel is actually you know what i gotta give her props without spoiling anything it's really just like she has a super smart best friend and they're at this uh yeah they're at this what do you call it um you know like those old fairs from the 80s yeah like billy beavers welcome to billy beavers yeah, and, yeah like yeah, all yeah. these rides so they're just there where the school got the lot because it would be cheap to uh do their um their nuts uh like what's it called science fair mm -hmm. and her best friend is working on a photo booth and she's like so they just she just goes so you're really building a time machine she's like yeah you know, I think, uh, and it's just, it's never addressed as like, holy shit or anything, which I, I so fucking respected. That's it was amazing. just, you're in or you're out right here. That's amazing. Decide. And then something that they did that was fascinating, uh, <laughs> which, which I like in today's day and age, because we've all seen that kind of movie before. Mm -hmm. um, so she, so like they, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this without getting in trouble. <laughs> but like things happen in the past with like her the high school version of her mom and everything like that where they're like i don't know they'll be they'll be listing off a carrot other person they'll be like well who doesn't like you i'll be like well like, that person doesn't like me that person you know there's also uh there's fat amy or whatever and then she's like um 
you can't say that, says the 2023 person. <laughs> and they're like in the 80s, so they're like, what do you, why? But she's fat. Like, <laughs> and so you, you, you deal with a lot of this. Time. Yeah, yeah, but you deal with a lot of this. Um, it's like you clearly can tell one's a Gen Z, you know, yeah. very current. Look. And and then not the, woke, but oh, yeah. yeah, you know what it is. And then all the eighties people are doing things. Like that, that story like, you told me that you did ten years ago. I mean, that was a cancelable offense. But back then, it was completely okay. Well, I didn't do it. But you were you were hey, not all men. Hashtag not all men, right? <laughs> uh, but I knew about it. And I should have said something. Is that what you're saying? See something, say something. Fair I know it was before the Patriot Act, but still, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was mine. I did that, and then uh, I watched the heat. Yeah, did I bring classic. that up last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, did. we did that last. He holds so good. So, so I had I had Dre over, and um, Dre is his friend, who Dre, you none of you know. Dre is my hetero life mate, uh, oldest friend in the world. But get this, um, <laughs> we're I don't know. We were scrolling through shit, Just and to figure out what to not to, like what to, <laughs> yeah, not to not to. <laughs> he deserved that. I didn't laugh at my joke. I laughed at your realization. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and then I come across and I'm just, you know, like I'll go, yeah. oh, this was good. And cause we were in the mood. I said, I'm in the mood for something throwback. Cause usually we watch something new, but I'm like, ah, we already hung out this weekend and we did, um, fuck did we, oh, we did reptile, mm. uh, on Netflix. Yeah. That came highly recommended from my father who watched it by accident while trying to watch Olympus has fallen on prime. So it is, <laughs> it is a music video director who's making his directorial debut on a script that he wrote with Benicio. Mm-hmm. So I got, we, Dre and I couldn't believe how much hate this movie got of like. Did it? Yeah, like it's an overly convoluted plot and blah, blah, blah. I enjoy convolution. It is like the biggest calling card for it. He's pulling, this director, uh, Grant Singer, is yeah. pulling out all the stops, doing these, making these choices that it's like, look, I can do this, I can do this. They're, okay. they're all very deliberate and interesting. So he's showing, he's showing what he can do. Yeah, it was like okay. a really cool calling card. Is the story slightly convoluted? I mean, depends on whether or not you're paying attention because it is a slow boil film. Okay. But it is maybe one of the best showcases of Benicio. Like he's, man, some some frame, he's like, he takes up the whole frame because there's some really crazy yeah. close-ups and it allows him to do Everything. I, I, I want to watch Reptile. I haven't seen it yet. What's really awesome about it? Yeah, you're going to like it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you're going to like it. But what's really cool, another little part about it that I love, so it's Benicio Del Toro. I think Justin Timberlake's in it in a, in a serious role. But as Del Toro's wife, Alicia Silverstone. Do you remember Alicia Silverstone? Fucking A. We don't see her in Exactly. Like... So I'm there watching this, and I go, their chemistry is on another level of incredible with Benicio. Something just fell in the other room. What the fuck was that? Um, and I go, wow, man. I mean, and then it clicks as I'm, I'm watching the movie and it's, oh my God, like 20 years ago or more than 25 years ago, they were in a movie called you Excess were... Baggage together yes. in the late 90s. Oh yeah. And they dated in real life for like over a year. <laughs> fuck that. So I, I, I just I all came. I don't think I knew that. Like... Yeah, it all just came flooding back to me. Well, I didn't know at the time that they were dating when I watched the movie. It was one of those things where I was reading something on Benicio and then mentioned like previous relationship with Alicia Silverstone. I remember thinking that on paper, that's insane, right? But their chemistry, I guess they're still good friends. Chemistry is incredible. Yeah. Now, to go back to my hang with Dre when we were doing the throwback, I'm just scrolling on some older films. Just take a, a slight pause. Sure, go ahead. I just want to curse the name of George Sadvizos mm. for everyone who knows him God. because he used my studio and I'm sitting here and I'm like, something is wrong as we're talking. And he fiddled with my equipment and I'm unhappy. And I just want that. I want to know that I put a hex on his, on his name. 
continue. Shouldn't you shouldn't have fucked around, George? Like I mean, yeah, like now a curse on uh, on your home because these lights, something's wrong. Something's wrong, and I'm not happy. I don't. I'm not gonna put a curse on your name. I'm just gonna for shame. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know. um, anyways, so, George Adrizos, don't follow him. So he has many a podcast. You should follow him. <laughs> So, so Dre, you know, is well versed in film, and as I go, I go, sure. I sw- get to a film, and I go, I like this more than The Matrix. Now I'm gonna like, give you a second before you guess what film it was, and he goes, he kind of like snorts, and I go, why you didn't like it? And he goes, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I, I was like, cool. no, I go, bro, this is this came out a year before The Matrix. Oh, oh, and it's it's infinitely influenced The Matrix to the point where. You kind of start to. There are like you can go down a, Fuck, a uh, you can go down a YouTube rabbit hole uh, about the comparison. Am I thinking Jake Gyllenhaal? No, that's Donnie Darko. That's Donnie Darko. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What so, are you talking about? Dark City. Oh, Dark City. Dark City. Yeah. Who's in Dark City? What's his face? Rufus Sewell. Yes. Kiefer Sutherland and Jennifer Connelly, as well as William Hurt. R.I.P. William Hurt. Man, I'm gonna miss that guy. Mm. He was he was good. Dark City is a great movie. It is an is that the one epic film. Wait, Dark City has that set piece near the end where they're on like what he finds out is a movie set. No, Quite that's, that's a Truman Show. Yeah, <laughs> no, not the Truman Show. Similar. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but uh, for those who haven't seen Dark City, yeah, I should be careful. Yeah, it is. Sorry. It is. And first of all, a key thing if you're going to not go, giving anything away, you already said it's based. The Matrix is heavily influenced by it. Yeah. Sure, but but check this out. Um, if you can get your hands on every of the movie buffs out there and and the ones who are just looking for a good time, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, I don't think any streamers playing it right now, but you got to get your hands on the director's cut. Um, this is a film where you're just kind of thrust into it from the beginning, and none of it will make sense. Yeah, you're and just like, course, what the fuck is happening? For oh, most yeah, of over the course of the next two hours, it'll all start to make sense. You'll get a bunch of reveals. Now, when when Alex Proyas made the film, it's not streaming for free anywhere. Yeah, but try to I get your hands on it when when you can. It's on Apple TV though. You can yeah, exactly or rent it, whatever. But see if you can get the director's cut because when Proyas got the film ready, the studio was like, "Oh, you need like you really need to dumb it down because it's a complicated movie." Roger yeah, Ebert called it the best, but Roger Ebert provided a audio commentary really? on the DVD. I did not know that yeah, because he was such a big fan. I haven't he called seen it, it in a very long called time. Called it the best movie of '98. Uh, said so wholly original. It felt like the, the first time he watched something like Metropolis or Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. Really? I remember that. I thought you hate Two Thousand One. I, I, I do, but I mean, listen, it's seminal for anybody like yeah, like yeah, Rod yeah. Ebert to have watched that. You know, I've seen other films that have blown me away more. That's why. So, uh, avoid if you can the non-director's cut because okay. he was forced to tack on an opening narration by Kiefer Sutherland, which basically explains everything. Which will then get explained. I've never seen that get, version. It's the version, the most popular version. It's because people don't get the film. Yeah, and then so they made him do that, and then in 2008 he got mm. to release a director's cut and just kind of took that out. The movie you know? just starts. Yeah, I think that's so the much, version I've seen. So much better. Actually, I'm so not much sure now. I can't remember. Yeah, like the only movies that I can think of offhand that I know I've seen two versions that felt so different because of narration is Blade Runner. Yeah, because that's the, that's the, the most noir yeah. narrative. It's Which the most notorious one released though. The narration one? Narration was in the theatrical, I believe, yeah. I think I prefer the narration one. Well, the, the, Blade yeah. Runner is different. You need a bit of context. So that's to, that, that's the arguable thing, right? Like, like that's what Alex Proyas would because say about... Because it's not a reveal in Blade Runner, right? It's just he, the universe, it's how what, it is. It's what Proyas would say about Dark City. Like, it's not meant... Mm. He knew he's not going to make a film that was understood by everybody. It's got some crazy... That's okay, apes. also, though. It's, it's really interesting, the idea about nature versus nurture, but gets pretty fun we mentioned r.i.p william hurt i would be remiss if we mm-hmm. didn't uh uh mention the the horrible news we all received this weekend uh, so r.i.p yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Um, I, I haven't read much about what happened. I, I know the cause of death. I assume it was drug-related, it seems. It wasn't? No drugs were found on scene. I think it was a... So his assistant brought him home, mm-hmm. then went to run errands, and then when he came back, found uh, Matthew Perry uh, had drowned in his jacuzzi. So they're guessing was it was the a... Jacuzzi? Yeah, I was guessing it was a cardiac event. Now, obviously, I'm not going to speculate on cause of death. All I'm going to talk about is, as someone who grew up with friends... Uh, I mean, I show. watched it too, but I was never, I'm not a huge friend. Fair enough. Guy. Yeah. He was, I mean, he's the heart of the show. The, 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 yeah, absolutely. He needed that laugh. You know, yeah. I know he went through a couple of demons and it sucked. But for those who are really big Matthew Perry fans and were curious to what he did outside of Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Do uh, it. I wish I could tell you, you know, he had a, a super eclectic uh, film career that would give you a range of he performances. Did he did not. Um, to to I mean he had a lot of films. Don't for fools rush in. Uh, yeah. seventeen again. But my favorite of Matthew Perry's performances outside of Friends was on a very little known show that only lasted a season because I truly believe it was way too ahead of its time. It was called Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. Oh, it is yeah. an Aaron Sorkin show, post West Wing. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and dealt with the behind the scenes goings on of a of a variety type of Saturday Night Live show. Yeah, right excellent series again i don't think that will be found anywhere at least anytime soon but that was man i really wish that had been like the second the, the second thing that like second wind in his career yeah the, or whatever that, that expression is yeah carried. yeah yeah uh, i remember watching that and thinking it was not for everyone no it definitely was like uh, the newsroom the newsroom yeah. was not for everyone no right? most of sorkin stuff is not for everyone um there's sorkin but I, I i love sorkin i'm, I'm, I'm okay i like him too I, I buy the idea like nobody talks like that and the way he does his dialogue That's it's fine, fine. It's, it's okay yeah, it's totally fine hmm. I, I like that but uh yeah so that was my that was my horror i did uh, i did with my wife uh totally killer and then i did dark city which isn't really a horror film i think it's really really sci-fi uh it's but, dark sci-fi i'll give it that yeah it's no but it, no but it's it's heavy 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 yeah, sci-fi. yeah, yeah. like you know you got to be like really into sci-fi to enjoy that movie sure yes i agree with you there 100 yeah. what was i watching uh, i was thinking now what i've been watching because you're going into like horror and sci-fi and i haven't watched anything horror or sci-fi really Okay. Except for Goosebumps. Right. And uh, what was I watching? Fuck, what is it called? Uh, who is Aaron Carter on uh, okay. Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It takes place in this Sean like Barcelona and Catalonia. Right. Why does it give me where in the world is Carmen Sandiego vibes? <laughs> it doesn't have that at all, actually. <laughs> oh, the trailer. It isn't great. Okay. Um, but it's not bad. It's one of those, like, I can watch this. It's a globetrotting spy no, shit? No, no, it's all in one spot. No okay. spies. It's a crime thriller at its core. All right. And I was like... Something about this show is inherently not okay. Like, I don't love it, but I can't look away from it. Like, I'm into it. Okay. Like, Anna's been watching it, and I've been passively watching it. And I realized the lead character, I think her name is Evie Mud, uh, the actress. She looks just like um, another actress, uh, Sarah Sahi. I can't remember her name. She was. Yeah, like, Sarah Sahi. Yeah, is that her name? Sahi? Yeah, yeah. Or Sahi. Or Shahi. Shahi. Shahi, yeah. Sarah and, Shahi. And they yeah. look nothing alike, but in certain angles, they look exactly alike. It's so bizarre. And for like 20 minutes, I was like, oh, I didn't know she We're both thinking Sarah Shai from like Rookie and stuff, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what did she do that other people would know? Uh, sex, bullet, bullet to the head. And uh, sex, whatever. That show she had, that was her big hit. Yeah, yeah. Sex, sex Life. Sex, sex Life, life yeah. on, on Netflix, yeah. On Netflix, that's right. She'll so, never work with Netflix again. I know that ended very badly. Why? I don't remember. I just, that there's a there's that. a snippet popping up in my head that something didn't go well with a renewal or a lack of renewal or I don't know what. Really? But it was done in a way where Sarah Shai has gone on record saying she probably won't work with Netflix again. Oh, she's, I like her. She's, she's. 
She needs Fine. see see what she did in the rookie. If they had given her a lead role like What's that, the rookie? she was right the the FBI, not FBI, was she FBI or ATF or something who she comes was. in to train them for or Homeland Security or whatever one of them oh, to yeah, come train yeah, yeah. Nolan and then they kind of hook up, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. I, lo- I yeah, love the rookie. I know, but I think you but see, I remember I hate her the character spinoff, the rookie feds, huh? Wow, <laughs> like way to take a TV show that's doing pretty good for a primetime slotted show. And just make it so bad. Look, there's a lot of content right now. There's a lot of TV shows. And only every once in a while will something like burst through all that and become a talking point to the level of The rookie of like, has that, I think. No. See, no. That's no? no. that's the problem is a lot of procedurals or a lot of network TV just yeah. generally doesn't get viewed in that I guess. That I only hear, look, there's the champion of those shows that constantly every time they really have a kind of flagship show like that it gets talked about by everyone that's hbo yeah so you can go back yeah, to HBO the days of sopranos you can go to entourage you can go to sex in the city you can go to or more recently succession mm-hmm. which is succession is the greatest tv show of the last few years in my opinion Probably, uh, yeah just if shakespeare were alive today that's what he would yeah, that's what he would have done um but it, yeah i'll see the finale <laughs> i love i love the idea of that line that that Logan Roy, who's the patriarch of this family, keeps saying, "You are not serious people," and it's just so says it awful, good. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, so um, to this Aaron it's Aaron Carter, no, no, Aaron Carter, Aaron is, Carter, who is Aaron Carter? Who is Aaron Carter? Where in the world is <laughs> Carmen Sandy? Yeah, it's Carmen. Uh, it's fun. It's it's enjoyable, and also we watched. I I just did. I wanted to go Canadian. Mm. She watched it. I, I queued in for like two or three episodes, the early seasons, and I was like, I'm here for it. Working Moms. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. All right, I think. I think but it I'm gets right. a little preachy in its final seasons because it starts to catch up with today. Right. But it's earlier seasons, especially pre-COVID. It's fun. Great comedy. I, I, I'd have to, I don't think, I'd have to ask my wife if she watched. Right now, she's, her she's mix, doing. Uh, and Danny Kind's in it. Yeah. I like Danny Kind. My wife right now is doing for the first time. She's way, way, way mm-hmm. behind. She's doing Gilmore Girls. Which everybody wow. does, and now she's doing it. Yeah, so okay, yeah, uh, okay. I've a caught. Light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look for her. It's fine. It's like her, her in between. You know, like oh, I got a little break. I watch an. Yeah, yeah. I know. Her. I know how shows like that too. Yeah, she's like done for the day, but the kids are entertained or whatever. She'll put it on. Exactly. Yeah. But no, Aaron Carter is, was started off like that, but we got into it, and also we watched uh, Goosebumps. I can't stop thinking about Goosebumps. It's so bad. Oh, is it? It's not good? No, it's very good. Okay. It's so bad. Right. Because it's horror written for 12-year-olds. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah. In the books that was adapted to feel slightly darker, but still deals with themes that frighten 12-year-olds. Okay. Like, go eat worms. Night of the Living Dummy. Like, oh, God. they took this, They so they took uh, stories that were like iconic Goosebumps stories, especially from its original like 20-book run, right? Did they do Welcome to Camp Nightmare? That was my favorite. No. One. That was no, my favorite. That, that, was, that, was, that one made me want to... No. Yeah. Um, did they pull from it a little? Maybe a bit. Nah, that ending. Thematically. Nothing will ever be... Well, the show's not done yet, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But so they took individual stories and they made them their Monster of the Week type of arc. But while following but built one this ca- huge, huge story arc around okay, it. Okay, cool. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. I kind of like that. I yeah, kind of yeah, like that. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but having grown up on the books, it's great, but it's bad. It's okay, bad. I got it's you. Yeah, fair enough. Have you, did you watch the, the films that came out that were Jack Black? Uh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. But they were fun. Sure, sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, fun garbage. So, writer strikes over. Yeah. Films are re-getting made. I read something that got me so pumped up. I'm going to talk about it for the next at least five minutes. Hopefully you will join me. I'll just, I'll silence for a second. So 
Um, I'm just listening. We have a, I'm going to preface this by saying the first thing I'm going to mention is not what I'm going to be talking about, but we have a new Hunger Games movie coming out, uh, which is a prequel. Mm -hmm. And it is being made by. Well-fed games. (laughs) The well-fed games, yeah. Satiated games. It is being made by the person who essentially took over that franchise. Um, Little backstory on the Hunger Games. I I never read the books. I wasn't, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, but. a friend of my brother's was huge into the books and got like premiere tickets, I think like a week before the movie came out. Okay. And he was like, your brother likes movies. Does he want to come? So he invited me and, and I was like, yeah, I got sure. Let's go see what this is about. And I would left the hunger games very frustrated because I was like, there's a good movie in there somewhere. Having yeah. seen like battle Royale and all those, but I'm like, but that's, that ain't it. Right. No. And so I leave. And then the same friend, uh, but two years, wherever it was later, I remember thinking of the lead, which was Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, she's really good. This, this, yeah, this that, going that, places. she stands out of, yeah. from the films. Yeah. And so a year to whatever it was when the sequel came out, uh, he got the same kind of premiere thing and they invited me again. I think I had a pity <laughs> the second time. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. But this time I remember being slightly more excited because Francis Lawrence had taken over from Gary Ross as a director. And I love Francis Lawrence. For those who don't know, Francis Lawrence is the director of I Am Legend and, more importantly, Constantine, right? So he took over the franchise, made the second film, which I believe is called... <laughs> nice. Thanks. Which is called Catching Fire. Uh, uh, roast me in the comments if I'm wrong. Uh, barbecue at dusk, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then the and then they made... So, so I remember they, they, there was a third book, yeah. and then... My brother's friend, uh, shout out Porto, was like, "Don't shout out Porto. We're they're going to split it because this was the the norm of what was happening with a lot of these YA adaptations, mm-hmm. young adult novel. They did the last Harry Potter in two movies, right? And then all these other films started splitting their sequels or the final one into two into movies. Two movies, yeah. And I said, "Oh, cool. Is there enough content in that book to do that?" And that's when his he just sank and he said, "No." But- he goes, I don't know why they're doing that. It's like clearly screaming. They did it with like Twilight also. I remember. Because it's clearly screaming like milk the the cash cow. Yeah. And so unfortunately, as the good as- Games is one of those things that I just, as much as I tried- here, Here's the thing. If, if you get past the first one, I no, promise you- Catching Fire is arguably a good movie. Like Maze Runner over Hunger Games. For sure. Day. Yeah, any day. Show. And I, Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Any day, man. It's Come good, on. It's a good dude. Love that guy. But anyway, so- so it got split into two movies. He should have been Nathan Drake. He should have been Nathan Drake. That would have been nice. Dylan O'Brien. I would have and I like Tom Holland. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying he should have been Nathan me Drake. Me too. Anyway, so so for some reason, uh, Francis Lawrence has stuck with this franchise, even though he's gone on record now saying we should not have split the last film into two. And he's doing this Hunger Games, whatever, the song of something. Um, song of the... Yeah. <laughs> prequel. And out doing press for that, he announced that during the writer's strike, there were rights issues because it had been announced before the writer's strike. Okay. But he was happy to say that the rights firmly now sit with himself, Akiva Goldsman, and Keanu Reeves for hmm. Constantine 2. Oh, okay. I thought about Hunger Games. No, no. Constantine 2. Yes, I'm, I've read about that. Yeah, I'm but, aware but of now, the, now it's like me, though. Green, green light officially moving forward post. We're not going to have any writer's strike issues. The rights are in the right place. Right. And they're aiming, I don't know if they're going to do it, but they're aiming R-rated. What was the rating on the first call? PG-13. Really? Yeah. 
Even with all that black goo and shit? Yeah, because it's not black. And it's all black the smoking? Goo. It's black. And, and the smoking with the message at the end where he throws away the pack of Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which true. was controversial, but yeah. Constantine um, may be my favorite, not my favorite movie. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, they're going to, they're, it'll fit into what's now called the Elseworlds. Oh, part of DC. Yeah. So Congrats. DC, as we know, has been taken over by Peter Safran and James yeah. Gunn. And they'll, they're going to reboot this DC cinematic universe. They'll never get the casting quite as right as they did the first time, Matt, except for The Flash. Ezra Miller, you're saying? He was never the right cast choice, in my opinion. So you're talking about, yeah, you're a Henry Cavill, like Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill Ben Affleck, yeah. Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa. That was great casting. Sure, sure. Fucking phenomenal. Well, you don't like uh, the new Superman? Uh... I don't feel any which way about him. Okay. Or her. Uh, look, look I, I, I stopped. I remember after Heath Ledger's Joe, I stopped judging anything casting related because i'll admit it i was, one, I, was I was i was like i was just gonna play the I joker was, i wasn't down. shitting I was it down yeah i wasn't shitting on it because i knew it was a good actor but i'm like i just i guess i don't see it i don't know mm. and and of course it, you know we know what happened yeah and so now anytime they name casting for like oh this person's like even back when jared leto got cast as a joker i was like i'm not saying shit until i see this movie well, i don't I need did. to say shit about the until i see the trailer well i remember when they cast uh i what's his name i like guy Rob Pattinson as, uh, as, uh, as Batman. Batman, yeah. I was like, yeah, I can see this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I saw some of the concept stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he's the crow, but yeah, cool. <laughs> I like it. I like the crow. The so crow. Cool. Yeah. The crow is, I think, getting closer to get made now. I think uh, it's Someone still... asked us in the Discord. They were saying how the crow is their favorite movie, and I realized I don't really remember the crow. So it's funny that you bring up the crow to bring it full circle. That's the same guy. That's Alex Proyas. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the crow, after having done music videos, and then the crow, and then for that sucks, man. Your first movie and your your lead dies in an onset accident. Um, followed that up with Dark City, which we, we talked about. And I believe I had read or in on the commentary or something that he had been talking to Brandon Lee about Dark City. Really? And that it might have been Brandon Lee in Dark City. So I guess we'll never know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I like this full circle. That's an, that's a high note. Let's end on a high note. Of course. Today. So I was like, I'm experimenting with shorter formats to see if we can do more episodes. You guys let us know. I know some people want more. Maybe some people want less. Maybe some of you want us to stop, but we won't be stopped. Absolutely My name is Phil Balabanos. Mine's Peter James. This is 2020. <laughs>